0: This is the remix. I think Derek
1: Carr's
0: playing this week. I think he's playing this week. Had a uh, good conversation with the quarterbacks this morning. We're going to go ahead and and start Jarrett on uh, the last couple games of the season here. Talking to Derek uh, who was great. You know, he understands the scenario that we're in and the situation and very supportive of the two young guys. Uh, that those three guys obviously have worked together. We're, we're, none of us is happy with where we're at. But we think it's a an opportunity to you know, evaluate a younger player who hasn't had much time to play. You're locked in the press box.
1: Good job by Danny. Uh, what was that yesterday? Yeah. Of us saying we think Derek Carr is going to play this weekend. And then a couple hours later, Josh McDaniels making the announcement that they are benching Derek Carr and turning the starting job over to Jarrett Stidham. So Carr will not be playing this weekend. In fact, he's not even... With the team, he's uh, away from the team at the moment. So, Derek Carr benched. Derek Carr's future, questionable. How many teams across the NFL do you think want Derek Carr to be their starting quarterback next season?
0: I think at least a handful. You made a good point in the opener. I forgot that he can't play in cold weather 60 or below. Uh, So... (laughs) Um, I kind of took out in my mind those cold weather teams after you reminded so me. So you the, you are uh, doing that. You are genuinely. Well, I, d- thinking. I mean, shouldn't I mean we laugh about it, but what's the evidence? Seven games now, seven yeah. losses, and no more than one touchdown pass in each of those games. And we saw what he did in Pittsburgh. I mean, yeah. If I'm an outdoor team and weather, I know after October might be really cold. I don't. You have to take that into account.
1: All right. So these are the teams that I just put together in our rundown. Colts, Commanders, Panthers, Bucks, Saints, Jets, Steelers, Patriots. So you're eliminating
2: Jets, Steelers, Patriots. I mean, in Carolina, wasn't it 8 degrees on Sunday? I mean, it
1: was cold every... You're getting
2: one game every yeah, five years get, at home.
1: Yeah. So, if you're Carolina, you're not worried about the no. cold weather. If you are. Yeah. It sucks to live in North Carolina, then. But, you, so, Jets, Steelers, Patriots... I mean, I, if
0: their, I would... I'd seriously question it if I was one of those God, teams. That it's that's funny. If, in fact... Well, obviously, everyone's going to know, but it's cold weather issues. and so They're going to know about it. They're going to know everything about him if they want to trade for him, I would
1: hope. Do you know how badly I want a Mike Tomlin or Robert Sala quote or Bill Belichick just being like, yeah, we were interested in Derek Carr, but you've seen him when it's below <laughs> 35 degrees out. We play outdoors. It gets cold here in November. That would be such a great offseason quote. I We would talk about that for an entire hour. Doesn't I think we'd
0: have more chance to get that quote from the Jets than anybody.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if Tomlin or Belichick would go that far and say that. So are they, okay. Jets, Steelers, Patriots. We'll we'll forget about them for now. Colts, Commanders, Panthers, Bucks, Saints. Is there anybody else out there that you guys look at and say they might go after Derek Carr?
0: Would the
2: ah no because they're picking too high. Maybe the maybe the Titans. So I have a friend that's a Titans fan. But then again, cold weather. Nashville gets cold.
1: I have a friend that's a Titans fan who texted me saying he wants Derek Carr. Okay. I told him and he was like, Tannehill sucks. And I was like, he's Ryan Tannehill. They're the same, they're the same quarterback. You're you want the same guy. And I tried to convince him of that and he was like, Whatever, I want Baker Mayfield more than Derek Carr. And I'm like, All right, you are an idiot. So <laughs> the Titans maybe, but like Tannehill exists and they drafted Malik Willis. Now they don't have to be committed to Malik Willis, obviously, but maybe the Titans would do that. Uh, but I do, f- I feel like they've got enough options that they would say we're not giving up draft capital and then paying Derek Carr. But maybe it's it certainly wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility.
0: Depending on how much he makes, is Derek Carr a bridge to a top
1: rookie? makes a lot to be a bridge
0: um that's what I that's what I think that that was my yeah original point like how much he makes because I was gonna throw out the Texans and let's say the Texans got Bryce Young but they're like all right we want him to sit a little bit we don't know if Bryce Young's right away ready so we're gonna go get Derek Carr but you're right I don't know if you can go get Derek Carr at mid30s and say he's a bridge
2: but I also, think- also in this day and age if you get a quarterback in the top five, can you afford to sit him for a year? That's that's my point.
1: So the interesting one would be, because Jason Fitz was on yesterday talking about Anthony Richardson, who's the The, fourth quarterback projected to go, but late first round. Um, Then the way Fitz set it up, he's like, oh, I think that guy's going to need a couple of years to basically, before he's ready to start. So is there a team that would draft Anthony Richardson in the 12th, 15th, 17th pick and say he's not ready to play we need Derek Carr for two years I mean, before Anthony Richardson's ready to play. The Bucks, Maybe, right? Like, I mean, that's that's a good team to throw out there if they lose Brady. It says, hey, we're drafting Anthony Richardson and we're bringing in They'd Derek Carr. They probably are picking in that range. Right. So that's an interesting one. Um, but the reason I ask, like, how many teams are there going to be that want Derek Carr? I'm fascinated to see if the Raiders do trade him, or I guess if they don't, we might get an answer, too. What is his trade value? Right. I assume right. they can get a first-round pick for him. Oh,
0: I think the way quarterbacks have gone, I do. I think that has to be. You have to get a first-round pick for him, don't you?
1: But I'm also curious, leverage-wise and deadline-wise, that three-day window after the Super Bowl... Will other teams use that against the Raiders and say, eh, we'll offer you a second, but you got to trade this guy in right. the next three days, so you better come to our asking right. price. We're not coming to yours. That's what I'd be curious to see, because I, if I'm the Raiders and somebody offers me a first-round pick for Derek Carr, the trade's done. I mean, obviously, Carr's got to agree to it because he's got to no-trade clause, but uh, good to go, whatever. If you can get more than a first, that's great, but if somebody offers just a first, I'm good. I'm curious if there's going to be teams like the Bucs or the Colts or the Commanders, whatever, who are like, "Eh, we'll do a second and a fifth. And if the Raiders would jump at that chance and say, great, we'll take it. We got some draft capital and we're done with the Derek Carr era. Or would they hold out and say, no, no, he's worth the first. We're not doing this. And then the scenario I said at seven o'clock, you don't cut him in that three-day window. You bring him back. And now you're holding out, hoping for a first round pick be a tough situation if cars on the roster after that three day window because they didn't get a first round pick off to them. But if I'm the Raiders, that's probably what I'm doing is I'm holding out for a first round pick. I guess maybe if it was like here's two seconds and two thirds, I might say, all right, that's not a first, but that's quite a bit. So we'll take it. But I'm holding out for a first if I'm the Raiders, unless like I guess if all the offers come in and it's like everybody's offering like a third and a fourth, I might be like, wow, I'm not getting a first, but I'd be holding out for a first
2: but if you're car do you try to force the team's hand you just, trade you right away no you just sit back and you make the team decide and say no to all trades make the team decide either well, keep you or cut you
1: but
0: in that but if you get traded you're locked into the money right
1: right so if i'm car i mean i want the, i want my 33 million so it's it's a good question and that's his agent has to figure out if he becomes if Carr becomes a free agent... What's,
0: what is he worth? What's he getting in a contract? Yeah, and I don't think he's
1: getting $33 million. Because Carr... Yeah. Next year, he, if if Carr's not just the roster Raiders, if he's on a roster after that third day after the Super Bowl, he's guaranteed $33 million yeah. for 2023 and mm-hmm. then an additional 7, Seven dollars and and right. for 2024. $40 million. So his agent... Can his agent find a deal that is more than $40.5 million guaranteed? No. If he can then Derek Carr should reject every single trade offer and become a free agent. If he can't, then Derek Carr should, maybe not any trade, but Derek Carr should be willing to accept a trade to whatever team he would want to go to. Let's say Tampa, as an example. I was going to say,
2: at the, if he goes that route, do you think Carr should approach them and say, hey, I know it's not working out. These are the teams that I want to play for. Try to work a deal with oh, them. If you can't, yeah. then...
0: Right. I would
1: think his agent would have a list right. of teams. Absolutely. I, Carr's not away from the team right now. And again, his agent's probably doing it, not Carr. But that should be Derek Carr's homework for the next right. three days. Yeah. Where do you want to play football next season? Where are well, you willing to accept a trade? That's
2: his homework for the next four
1: weeks. Well, yeah, he's got plenty of time. But he should have it figured out relatively soon. Because the Raiders, the Raiders should be making those calls now, or at least in the next couple of days. Two other teams and being like, would you be interested in Derek Carr? And obviously this season's not over and like we keep throwing out Tampa. They're probably going to make the playoffs, So Tampa might not return their calls for a few weeks, but that should be what the Raiders are doing because this is, they've got a deadline and that might determine the value of Derek Carr. I will say one thing on free agency. Is it crazy to think Derek Carr could get a five-year deal with two years guaranteed from somebody? For thirty for million the 40 a year? Million? For thirty million a year, get sixty million guaranteed over five years? Or over two years, and then the last three or more we can cut you if we want.
2: I don't think that's that crazy. What if it's a top heavy contract? The first couple of years or Yeah, lot? first couple of years he gets a lot, and then the back end is lower. Yeah.
1: I I don't think it's that ridiculous to think carr could sign a pretty significant free agent deal that would make him rejecting every single trade. The, the, the bring to him. yeah, and say nope, I'm going to free agency. I'm going to reject everything. I'm going to free agency. And by well, way, in
0: that instance, though, do they do what you said and keep him anyway? right? And then I mean, you keep him then past
1: you, those three days and say you're not going to free agency. Yeah. Where we're, do you want to be traded? Because you're not our quarterback anymore. Right. You can we'll, you can reject them all, but you're not
2: even. We're not even inviting Boy, you. That to would OTAs. make
0: for a weird, weird locker room. Yeah.
2: Well, something that, tells me at that point he would just retire. Then you know, down forty I, million.
0: I still. I still go back to exactly what Tyler just said. And I know he has said he's not going to play for anyone else. That's what you say when you are pretty secure in that contract that you signed. And, you know, maybe he thought three more years, my last contract, then I'll go. And, you know, he's talked about being a pastor and everything. And I, he's got a lot of money. I get that. But $40 million is $40 million. Right. And I, I just, I cannot see him walking away. Right. From that kind of money, I but just can't.
2: It, but if it's like a hostile environment where your boss doesn't want you around, well,
1: then you don't have to come around, and you get forty. That's great. You don't yeah. have to show up. Yeah, and you because get the 40 once, once the
0: once three days after Super Bowl kicks in, he's he's right. guaranteed that money.
1: Right. I mean, he's, he's getting that money regardless. In, in this scenario, right? Normally, you got the guaranteed contract. You've got to show up to practices. But in this scenario, we're suggesting the Raiders would say stay away. in which case he gets the money and he gets to be retired for two years. That that might be best case scenario if he wants to retire is he still gets the money from the Raiders overall. Now, I'd be fascinated to see if the trade doesn't fall through and they play that game of chicken and they don't make the trade or whatever. I'd be fascinated to see um, if the Raiders would say, all right, we drafted a quarterback. Carr, you're our backup because you're under contract. Sure. Would be a fascinating situation. That's where
0: I think it would make for a very, I don't want to say hostile, but very, right. I'll just say if he's if he's labeled a backup and he's the backup to like a young a rookie,
1: that would be a very strange locker room with him. San Francisco 2.0. Right. It's exactly what just yeah. happened with the Niners and Jimmy right. Garoppolo. They thought they were going to trade this right. guy. And he broke the foot. Nothing ever happened. They eventually, uh, what did they ended up? Restructuring his deal, right? Yeah. Right.
2: For a lot lower.
1: Which, by the way, that might be something else, too. Does Carr potentially restructure his deal to make him more appetizing as a trade piece to another team? Or restructure his—I don't know who he'd be helping out himself somehow. But uh, there's a lot of options here. And if I was Derek Carr, I'd leave the team, too, because i got to sit down with some spreadsheets and be like, all right, how do I make the most money here and not end up playing for the Washington Commanders or something like that? Would you hold out? And reject all the trades. Yes. Uh, get what's my agent telling me? Am I getting? Is right. somebody offering me a three-year deal worth with like sixty-plus million guaranteed? Because if so, I'm probably holding on. I might, I might bet on myself and say somebody's going to give me a contract. So I'm not. I'm rejecting all trades. Make me a free agent. I might do that. And then if the Raiders keep me, they call my bluff or something and keep me after those three days. All right, you owe me forty million dollars. Yeah. And I'll show up to practice. I don't care if you start me or not. But you owe me forty million. It's fa- 31 years old and it's it's a fascinating situation as to what happens next for him. But I am going to guess he's starting for a team not named the Raiders next year. Right. I agree. It, yeah. It's not going to be a Garoppolo where he just they just can't move him and he's on the huh. Raiders it Might roster. be Garoppolo here. Right. We might have Jimmy <laughs> Garoppolo here. All right, coming up next, it's Bischoff's briefs. Bishop's briefs. Speaking as an extremely clever person, I feel a bit personally attacked by the concept of an evil genius. anti intellectualism is rife in the world today, encouraged no small amount by a media concerned that their advertisers' claims that their breakfast cereal induces hallucinogenic bliss and woodland creatures might not hold up to rigorous academic study.
2: Bishop's briefs.
1: Well, let's see how far your f- street smarts and common sense go you when you need someone to figure out how to turn a city-sized plot of oceanic waste plastic into drinkable water and hospital-grade insulin. Bishop's briefs. Just because I'm smarter than everyone else doesn't mean I look down on people. Someone has to make my sandwiches. Just because I can envision a vastly more efficient society with myself as absolute dictator doesn't mean I want to go to that amount of trouble. Just because I ordered the installation of an oubliette in my basement doesn't mean I have sinister intentions for it. Bischoff's Briefs. So stop asking questions and get your jackhammer out. Bischoff's Briefs today has a fun question for you. Would you rather be a fan of the Denver Broncos or the Las Vegas Raiders?
0: Well, which one are we talking about? A team that we think can get better quicker or the team with better storylines? Because this is the team with better storylines and I'm taking the Raiders every day of the week. I don't think as a fan you want the storylines the Raiders have No, but for our jobs we do. (laughs) I always base it on my job, so I'd rather have the Raiders. So
1: if you look at the Broncos right now, might be the least desirable job from a head coaching standpoint in the league because they have russell wilson who his contract not all guaranteed but his contract runs through the 2028 season uh he probably won't be there that long but it does run through the 2028 season would be a 108 million dollar dead cap hit to release him this coming up off season uh they could I think the most realistic time is after the 2025 season. So three more years, $31 million in dead money still after the 2025 season. Uh, so you, if you're, if you're the Broncos right now, you're locked in most likely to Russell Wilson for two more years and potentially three more years as your quarterback. The They could, again, they could get out of it this year, but it's $108 million in dead cap hit. They would basically be, punting on an entire season before you even get to the draft is what they would be doing.
2: When you say which one's in a better spot, Raiders could pay car to sit on the bench for the next two years for 73 million. And they're still in a better spot yes. than the Broncos.
1: Yes. 100%. However, if I'm asking about who would you rather be a fan of? I've said this before. The, the problem we have is that we pick our favorite sports teams when we're eight years old and the most important reason or the most important aspect about a sports team is who's the owner. And is it a good owner? And when you're eight, you don't care about that. You're just like, you're eight, back, you don't even know who the owner right, is. You No clue. You're just like, that's you my like favorite uniforms, player. Yeah. Or yeah. Um, and the Raiders do not have an owner. That's proven. He can make a good hire at general manager or head coach or proven that he can create a winning football team. The Raiders have been terrible with Mark Davis as their owner, and as we've talked about a lot, won't fire Josh McDaniels. At least the Broncos owner was like, Nathaniel Hackett guy's not any good. We got to get him out of here before the year is even up. So the Russell Wilson situation is very, very bad, makes the Broncos completely undesirable, but it is short term. And ownership wise, they got Walmart money now. So I don't know if they're going to be good owners but there shouldn't be a reason to not spend money if you are the Denver Broncos. But here's the question that both the Raiders and Broncos face. And if you're a fan of a team, you want them to win. Want them to win the Super Bowl, or at the very least, you want them to be competitive, be a playoff team most years. Two questions. The first one, how long will the Kansas City Chiefs be this good? I mean, Mahomes is only 27 years old. And he's under contract for another nine, nine seasons. seasons in Kansas City at a position where guys are playing into their 40s. Are the Chiefs going to be this good for a decade?
0: I guess it also depends about who's around him, but I mean... I don't think he's going to be this good for nine more years, but I think he's going to be this good for a long time. Right.
1: I mean, he's probably going to be this good for at least five Five more years. And then even Patrick Mahomes declining is still probably going to be really good. It's still probably going to be at the top eight quarterback in the league when he's 35, 36, 37, which is what this contract takes him through. And if you're the Broncos or the Raiders and you're looking around next decade or so, is it realistic that you can be the best team in the division for a couple of years, right? You might get them one year. There might be a season where uh, Mahomes gets hurt or the Chiefs just lose a bunch of one-score games and you have a good year and you, and you beat them yeah. for the division. But can you realistically say over the next decade that the Chiefs or they, that the Broncos or the Raiders will win the division more no. than once? I don't, I don't think you can, not with him at quarterback. Right. And then the second question is, are the Chargers going to be playoff contenders every season?
0: Well, they have a better chance, I think, than the Raiders and the Broncos with Herbert. Herbert's 24, better He's quarterback. 24 years
1: old. Yeah, better quarterback than either Denver or the Raiders have. And honestly, and probably will have. Probably will be for a long time. Uh, obviously, the Chargers have failed spectacularly, but they're in the playoffs this season. Um, they still have, after this year, two more seasons on Herbert's rookie deal, which allowed them to sign a bunch of high uh, price players this offseason. season I think there's a real chance for the next five, maybe 10 years. The Raiders and Broncos are looking up at two teams in the division. And if you're trying to decide who you want to be a fan of, that sounds terrible for both teams. Like that sounds awful for both teams where you're like, maybe we'll get one lucky run in there, but we might have a decade of just playing for third place in the AFC West.
0: What in the world is Herbert going to demand? By, by that time by that
1: time the best ones are getting 50 plus does he do anything in the postseason? this year it just he's got it's this year and then two more on his rookie deal
0: yeah I think he i mean they're always there's always an attempt to charger it up right I mean so
1: and that's that doesn't necessarily mean it's on him he's going to get a massive deal oh but it's huge. going to be he might be the highest paid player in the history of the sport if the Chargers yes. make like one run to the AFC yeah. title game or something like that. Now, if they make the playoffs this year and uh, the next year or whatever, and they get bounced in the first round both times, maybe it's a little bit less because, hey, we need to actually win something here. But like if they, God forbid, the Chargers win the Super Bowl in the next three years. Oh, can you gonna imagine, be, imagine what he'll get if yeah. the Chargers win the Super Bowl. He'll be the highest paid player in the history yeah. of the sport. So... What do they do in the postseason might take him from, hey, he's a really well paid player to this guy's getting the biggest contract the league's ever seen.
2: So right now his they're potentially going to be matched up with oh, uh, never mind. Actually, forget that. Okay, good work, Danny. <laughs> <Did> you- <laughs> Very helpful. Um and then Danny
1: changing his name again. <laughs> to take it one step farther, outside of the AFC, or excuse me, more than just the AFC West. We talk about Mahomes, we talk about Herbert. Josh Allen's in the AFC with the Buffalo Bills. Uh, They're going to be a contender for a long time. Joe Burrow's in the AFC Joe Burrow's got the Bengals. They're going to be a contender for a while. If the Ravens get Lamar Jackson signed to a multi-year extension, they're probably a contender. We're talking about five teams with five legitimately great quarterbacks in the AFC. How the hell are the Broncos or the Raiders going Going to to be a Super Bowl contender
0: over the next five years?
1: Yeah. I mean that's the goal here, isn't it? It's the goal, but I'm i I'm just
0: saying I'd I'd shoot a lot i shoot a
1: lot less. Well yeah, than that. I mean ultimately nine and eight in a wild card is right. gonna be success, but you know, if you're a fan of the team, if you're picking one to be a fan of, you want to win the Super Bowl or at least be close. Sure. And it just seems very, very hard for either one of these organizations to get to that level because what you're gonna have to do is you're gonna have to find your Mahomes, your Herbert, your Allen, your Burrow. That's very hard to do.
0: Don't you think the Raiders uh, how? Let's say the let's say the Broncos have to hold on to him for three more years because of the contract and the dead cap hit and all that, and the money would just be stupid to give up. Not even knowing what the Raiders are going to do at quarterback, don't you think they have a better chance?
1: Yes. Oh well, I will not, say not even knowing what they're we don't even know what they're going to do. I will say there is a chance the Broncos are this bad for multiple years that they actually get to use a top five pick at some point, and the Raiders and get just, a quarterback. The Raiders just continue to pick between eight and fifteen and never get one, but. Yes, the Raiders should be in better spot because the Broncos quarterback situation is brutal, a disaster. Um, But that's, I, I think, either one of those organizations, you're just in a terrible spot in the AFC West and the AFC as a whole.
2: Well, and also just to throw this wrench into the mix, this year could be losing, most likely losing Josh Jacobs. If Carr is gone, does that mean Devontae walks? Because that could be top running back, top receiver, and their starting quarterback.
1: Things, no. Anything you should take away from what I just said: the Raiders need to tank for two seasons. So get rid of all of them. You don't want Adams might win you a game. Jacobs won him a damn game in overtime. Get get him out of here. Get a, get players in here that are not going to win the games, so you can get Caleb Williams next year. They need to tank for Caleb Williams. That's the ultimate message of bischoff's briefs the raiders should be shooting for zero and 17 next year to get the usc quarterback Get caleb williams you might have by the way i didn't even mention trevor lawrence that guy might be one of those top quarterbacks too yeah this didn't this, even this. On this on that fire the way, he, right the way he's playing the raiders need to apply to move to the nfc
2: but is the nfc gonna challenge for a super bowl in the next five years yeah it's the super bowl well, you just, one game. you just rattled off how the AFC Only one of those had, guys yeah, gets, gets to play one Only the Super Bowl. They don't all out. get to play in the yeah. Super Bowl. Right, one game. but any one of those quarterbacks are probably better than the top three or four yeah, but it's, NFC quarterbacks. But it's one it's game.
1: game. Calm down, Daddy. It's one down game. Someone could, someone the NFC is going to win the Super to. Bowl in the next five yes. years. Yes. Is that a bet?
2: Find that bet for me. Oh, I'm and sure. Let me know. It's already you can bet on <laughs> who's going to win this year, AFC or NFC. Coming up next,
1: J.R. Starkus joins the show. Ready for the weekend?
2: It's like I picked the wrong week to quit drinking.
0: Let's find out what's on tap with J.R. Starkus.
2: Champagne. Perfume going in. Sewage coming out.
0: Follow him on Twitter at J.R. Starkus, Director of Business Development, Southern Glares Wine Spirits, Nevada, our extreme exologist on Thursday. And uh, you've already got videos. So you told us last week about the preparation for your Christmas dinner. Mm-hmm. It was ridiculously... Outlandish that you'd ever have this much. Yes, uh, you were cooking a turkey. Yes, and then in the prime afternoon rib. you were going prime rib.
3: Yes, we I did both. I did, did they I both did, come off? They both came off. They both they I, the turkey to so. <laughs> what time did you get up? Uh, oh, I was up at 5 o'clock in the morning. But, but that's what that's, you that's get. Normal. That's
0: when you get up. Yeah, every, just... you didn't put the turkey in at four no, thirty. No, no, no,
3: no. Turkey, turkey went on uh, about nine a.m. Okay. And then that four cooked, hours, uh, three hours, three hours, yep. And then, uh, then I had to turn the grill up for the prime rib because I did like this rub on it and I wanted the rub to brown first. And then, sure, why wouldn't you? Yeah, so so I put the <laughs> prime rib on at like one o'clock, 1230, okay. something like that, and everything was ready for five o'clock. Everything the was ready. the sides. I, I mean, so we I mean, had so gross much amount stuff. of food. We, had, uh, yeah. I mean, I was laughing because I was thinking about how I was speaking to you guys about this. I took a video, which I'll show you um, after the show, and how much food there was. Just to realize that there were at least two or three things that after we ate, my wife says, "Oh, I forgot to pull out the cranberry the sauce, jello salad, all this stuff that we forgot to put out." And up, I mean, there was. I can't. We had a twenty-pound prime rib. There were nine people. <laughs> Two
1: pounds a person. Yes, and still right? some left Plus
3: a like a twelve-pound turkey. Plus all the sides. Like we had bread that nobody, Touched. zero people. We didn't even open the bag. I was like, "What do you? Why? Why would you? That's a filler. Like you don't need that. You don't need filler right now. You have the mashed potatoes and the macaroni and you cheese." Get the prime and rib the, sandwich the next day. Whew, boy, oh boy. Well, yeah. I mean, my I told I told my son. I said, "JT." you're eating only the leftovers from I was going to say what week. happened to the leftovers yeah, He's crushing my 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 wife is like I can eat leftovers for one maybe two days and then I'm done. And I told JT I said JT every bit of these leftovers yeah. you're eating. He's like okay dad. <laughs> which so he's at Prime Rib and like last night he had turkey and he had some of our like the bacon wrapped dates with the blue cheese. He had some of that and then some of the stuffed peppers. He ate that. So he was just crushing all the leftovers which Definitely need because it's another feast for New Year's Eve. You didn't, oh, you're cooking again? Yeah. Oh, cool. We don't do as much because it's 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 just a family for New Year's Eve. We don't go out. I don't I don't play that stuff anymore. Um. So smart we, idea. Yeah. It's, no, it's, it's definitely it's good idea. So we we do New Year's Eve at the house, but we'll do like some um some like rib eyes, bone in rib eyes, or some Jeez, like Man. That. Yeah. Cook it up. <laughs> Got go, a good. We gotta nice get invited. One.
0: I was gonna gotta, say, where's the invite? I don't want to this I don't
1: place. Wanna be. I don't want to be invited to dinner. Just invite me over the next morning, and I'll pick up leftovers. My leftovers. <laughs> I was, I was gonna say, home. he
2: walked in here empty handed. Right. So what's going on?
3: <laughs> oh, no, I said again. My son is. Uh, <laughs> I would have taken <laughs> my <laughs> pound of prime rib. <laughs> it came out so good too, man. I tell you what. Oh, the, the was, bones. What's that? The bones. Yeah, the whole thing. Oh, I mean the whole thing. Like it came out so good.
1: Uh, another important thing during the break, uh, are we gonna have to start calling you degenerate JR? Because you're in here giving out betting advice to Danny on uh,
3: sack totals. Well, I mean it's I mean, I'm an awful better. I'll say that. You I've said it a thousand times on the show, I'm an awful better, but there's some things are a lock, and the lock would be the Bosa. What's the what is it? Bosa's gonna have so many sacks. It's
2: actually not listed until it won't be listed because it's a player prop until it'd be, the day before. It'd
3: be what you, know. you said in the beginning, it'd be like one and a half. Yeah. I mean they, they, I mean, they don't usually go above one and a half. I can't imagine. Like you have a you have a backup quarterback in the offensive line's kind of like yeah we'll do, we'll give it our quote unquote we'll give it our all and um i just don't think they're going to be into it this weekend they're playing for their jobs Yeah, well, i mean i is th- playing for like a record he's going to be he's going to be going off <laughs> yeah man. he might
2: get it i don't know he's yeah, kind of he far still what five sacks away two games two games left you yeah. he get four this weekend, probably. Four, it's possible. He might
3: get them all this weekend. He'll just Raiders gonna... should triple team him no. and just let the other guys get sacks. <laughs> okay, just be the game plan <laughs> there. What, what if that was the game plan? Like, hey, we're going to lose this game, but triple triple team that He's guy. He's not getting yeah. the record on us. <laughs> just yep. keep nope. Foster Murray, but we will give ball. up nine sacks
1: That's this right. game. Everybody <laughs> else is it. Just... <laughs> yeah. Garrett Siddham's just on the ground the entire time. <laughs> he just takes the
3: ball and just lays down like, forget it. Just touch me.
2: Just just take the over on the toy total sack prop it's probably like four and a half or five and a half aren't the Raiders
3: great just content wise yeah I mean I heard you on the way in I heard you guys talking about that a little bit like the story great storylines man here's my thing you guys were talking earlier about like you know Derek Carr said I'm going to be away from the team I don't want to be a distraction it's probably more of a distraction stepping away from the team because everybody's like oh my god why is he stepping away what's he doing what's he thinking where's he going what's he is he talking to his agent like if he would have just went with the team he would have been like yeah man i'm here like got to play the backup role it's one of those things gonna and support, then you guys would have been gonna like support the guys yeah. support and you, the and, troops and the writers would have been like damn it <laughs> right right you still and, waiting for a statement right but there's nothing so the talk is epic so he's more of a distraction right. stepping away from the team so i think that's a that's that's an incorrect assessment that Stepping away is less of a distraction.
1: Hold on. Here's some fun news. The Titans are expected to start Josh Dobbs at quarterback tonight. They signed Josh Dobbs eight days ago. I like my Cowboys chances. I'm not going to lie
2: to you. Before before that news, well, as of yesterday, I haven't checked today, the line was 12.
1: Genuine question, JR. (laughs) After eight days, would I be a sufficient bartender trained by you?
3: Well, it depends on the bar. But probably, yes. Probably. Yes. Okay. What about after really?
2: 48 hours? <laughs>
3: well, we already know it's Baker Mayfield. 48 hours. At some bars, yes, because they're just like pouring shots and opening beers. So you got to just figure <laughs> out which cooler it's in. So I would say yes. Okay. Um, yeah,
1: yeah. We got a guy starting in the NFL tonight. After yeah, that's a little different. Eight days around. Sure. Eight
3: <laughs> days,
0: he'd be competent. Uh, really? I mean,
3: well, at some bars, like not at a. Cocktail bar, I wouldn't put them behind like herbs and rye, and be right. like, "Here you go, eight days in, you, you get you get demolished." I have uh, unsteady hands, the opposite of surgeons. I drop things all the time. <laughs> yeah, you'd be better off at like you know, like the local watering hole where <laughs> where you just you're, that, you're yeah. doing the beer. Where, yeah, they, they, it's the same drink, and they don't even talk to you. They just push their empty beer forward. You know exactly what to get them. They just want another one. You know, that's 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 where you want to be. A very unsteady hands, drop things yeah. a lot. I'm assuming you don't. No, I mean, after years of doing it, you know, you don't, but uh, I, I will say that there are certain situations that you're put in that make you nervous, you know, to eat because you're, you might be making a drink in front of a crowd in a, in a competition or in front of a super VIP or something like that when Spill you know that like everybody. <laughs> I actually have a story when, um, when, when Casamigos tequila came out. We did some stuff for um, George Clooney and Randy Gerber. They came to the building, and we were doing all kinds of drinks. In front them. of them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were from media away, Like right. you know, doing drinks for them. And I was doing a, a a special drink in a soda siphon, like the old school soda siphons, where you pull the handle. You know, you could might see it in, like, an old soda shop. And um, <laughs> they're standing there. I'm making the drink. We're talking to them. And I pull the handle in the soda siphon. And it's, it's you know, if you've ever used a soda siphon, it's got some velocity to it. It spritz out pretty good. Oh, no. The handle's stuck. Oh, so no. I was like, oh God. <laughs> it's like in my glass and it's filling up. I can't get it to stop. So I have to like put it in the it, like below the bar to make it stop. And I'm like, my my boss at the time was looking at me like, dude, are you okay? <laughs> I'm like, I can't get it to stop. And then finally I got it to stop, but it was uh, one of my lessons. could have just sprayed George Clooney. Would have been <laughs> yeah. Fine. yeah. Yeah. He would have loved that. Yeah. I'm sure.
1: Would have been a great story for him yeah. too. All right.
3: You, what got, you got a making- New Year's Eve drink. What do you yeah, got? Well, you it's got? actually more of a New Year's Day drink. I'm oh. going to assume. Okay that New Year's Eve, you're probably just drinking champagne, Okay, right? But you might need a little hair of the dog the next morning. And if you pass out before the last bottle of champagne is complete, I thought I'd make a drink that utilizes that, that bottle of champagne. Um, if you get to the point where you, if you're smart enough to cap the bottle of champagne or sparkling wine or Prosecco that you might be drinking and put it back in the fridge so it remains cold, that's even better. Uh, and to capture some of the bubbles. But uh, this this drink kind of works for brunch the next morning or hair of the dog as you're kind of sitting around maybe watching the parade or or trying to you know, shake one off. Yeah,
1: Parades. Yeah. Who cares
3: about parades? Parade I don't, but some people do. Big parade, Yeah, sure. big parade show. <laughs> I forgot about that. Thank you for that. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Uh, so it's it's really simple drink. Four ingredients. Uh, so first thing, you're going to use a w- large wine glass kind of like we did in, in last week's drink. Fill it three-quarters of the way with ice. The first ingredient is just going to be a sweet vermouth, an ounce and a half of sweet vermouth. I use a brand called Dos Deos. It's a Spanish vermouth. uh, But use whatever vermouth works for you, sweet vermouth or red one. You could use a dry vermouth or Bianco vermouth if you want, but I like the viscosity in the body that a sweet vermouth uses for this particular drink. Okay. So choose the vermouth that works for you. The key is if you have a vermouth that's in your closet and has been there when you like look through it, you're like, oh, I haven't, I haven't touched that bottle. It's been open for three months, you know, throw it away, start over because vermouth is wine. And although it, it, um, it, it is a four to five and aromatized wine, it will also go bad. It's why most people don't like vermouth in the first place because they're always drinking bad vermouth. So fresh bottle of vermouth or something that's kept properly, which is in the refrigerator, ounce and a half of sweet vermouth. On top of that, you're going to add an ounce and a half of pomegranate juice, right? Just the. Regular palm, wonderful stuff that you can find at any grocery store, an ounce and a half. A couple dashes of orange bitters. Top it with four to five ounces of your sparkling wine, a Prosecco. I I use Gambino. Yeah, champagne. Um, Brute would be better. Um, Something dry, brute, versus something sweet, just because you already have kind of a sweet ingredient with the pomegranate and a sweet ingredient with the vermouth. So something dry would be best. Most champagnes that people are drinking on New Year's Eve are dry. So take those ingredients, stir them all together, uh, garnish it. I would just take an orange peel and just kind of spritz the oils of the orange peel over the drink to give it that nice aromatic. And then if you have them, um, I had them because we did a cheese platter and the food. Uh, well, I wouldn't <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, why so, wouldn't you? But uh, we had uh, like pomegranate arils, pomegranate seeds that sure. people use to decorate. So I had a few of those left over. So I put some of those on top as well. And that's the drink. Super easy drink um, spritzy low in alcohol so you can kind of sip on it all day if you if you want it's great for brunch and kind of perfect for the hair of the dog style cocktail
1: all right yeah you're the best jr i try man our extreme mixologist jr stark at southern glazers wine and spirits we got tickets to give away to go see the golden knights take on the florida panthers on thursday january 12th 702-364-1100 that is the phone number if you want to go see the Golden Knights and Panthers it's 702-364-1100 be caller number seven right now
2: if you and him went up and you guys shot baskets together, he'd whoop you. If you guys went out and you guys raced against each other, he'd whoop you. If you guys went out and, uh, let's see, tried to throw the football so he was to throw it more accurate or further, he'd whoop you. And so his body heals faster than yours.
0: It's the Press Box with Granny and Bischoff on ESPN Las Vegas.
2: Who's whooping who? That was Nick Sirianni telling a reporter or explaining to a reporter what he meant by Jalen Hurts' body heals faster than other people. Than the reporter? <laughs> I would that's, hope that's so. what I'm
1: getting from this. I would hope so. As I'm like, yes, I think Jalen Hurts would win a race yes. over the over the, elective, the, over over the, the beat writer. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So well, I do even know who the beat writer is? I think in
2: general, <laughs> Nick Sirianni just said, "Yeah, his body heals faster than you." And they said, "Can you expand on that?" And that was that. Great okay. explanation.
1: That doesn't, I, him beating me in a race, I don't think, uh, yeah, or, indicates how fast. I, yeah. his I
2: also would or
0: hope that he throwing could throw a, football, a football.
1: I would hope he'd throw it right. a lot farther and more accurate than any of us. I mean, like,
0: my God, if not, they've got serious problems. I, I think they Nick Sirianni, his,
1: his main point is probably right. Jalen Hurts probably does heal faster than the average person yeah.
2: because he gets the top of well. that. The that yes, medical. that helps.
1: But I also don't know how that has anything to do with. He can throw a football farther yeah. than the, the beat, beat writer, writer for the Philadelphia Inquirer or something. I like that. need
2: a video of a throw off now. I don't believe it.
1: <laughs> do you know how great it would be if there's some media member in Philly who's like, I get though a farther than Jalen Hurts, who's a, who's
2: a former and player, just, and nobody n- knows No, it.
1: not even a former player. Just a guy who's just got a cannon. And just he just throws used a, a football back up in high school. Just throws a football like seventy-five <laughs> yards. That'd be so. He's like, all right, hold on, Nick, I got you. Yeah, come uh, over here. Where's Jalen at? We're throwing. Uh, we're throwing here. It'd be great. It'd I'd be love phenomenal. every second of that.
0: Danny, uh, can you explain what you told us earlier about why in the world? Now your last name is Smythe. Yeah, and it used to be something else. Yes, it
1: used to be Perkins. Is this like a sad story we're getting into?
2: Uh, I mean, it's not really sad for me, but it's probably <laughs> sad for most people. The it. reason why? I did Okay. It.
1: I mean, I, I I can't imagine there's too many. I changed my last name, and it's a happy story. So. Right. Uh, yeah. Oh, you don't
2: want to tell the story? No, I'll tell it. Um, Perkins was my dad's last name. Smythe is my mom's maiden name, and I don't know my dad, so I just took my mom's name. Okay.
1: Does what's your mom's last name right now? Gallic. Oh, she remarried.
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she right. got married uh 3 years ago. Did she two years ago?
1: Did she go back to Smythe after at any point or did she stick with Yes, yeah, she did. Okay. Because my my parents are divorced. My mom still goes by my your, dad's last name. Your dad's name, last name. Even though they're divorced, which I think is just her it's a probably saying it's a pain for me to change my last name.
2: Yeah, she's she's had a a few last names. <laughs> So my mom's been married twice, so she's had a
1: couple too. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, okay. Not that sad. Yeah, no. uh,
2: I just I did it in college because before you're 18, you need parent permission. So I was like, whatever, I'll just wait till I'm in college, and I did it right before graduation. So
0: some of my wife's documents has the hyphen, some don't. So I don't really know what her last name is. <laughs>
2: That's like my aunt. She never actually legally changed her name. So, on government documents, it's still her maiden name, but she goes by now her ex husband, yeah, my uncle's uh, last name.
1: How much of a pain was it to change your last
2: name? For me, it was annoying. But, like, if you change your name because of marriage or something, I've heard it's a lot easier than what I had to do. Because, like, for me, I had to run an ad in the RJ for a month. Wait, what part of you the process What? part of the process is you have to pay to run an ad in a um, in a local paper for a month in case anyone sees it, such as if my dad were here and he saw it, he could petition the name change. He could challenge you on it. Yeah.
1: Even after you're 18.
2: Yes. Why he would have to come up with a legitimate reason, but what yes, would the reason be? I have no idea, but that's part of the process, is you have to have it in the paper for a month. <laughs> that's that's bizarre, right? Yeah, it's really weird. Your paper, Ed. Well, no, I mean, I assume this
1: is I'm
2: just other hoping, places as
1: well. I'm just hoping a
0: decade I don't know, ago, that's
2: that's Nevada law. I don't know what it is. Other oh, places, wait, Nevada
1: law, wait, yeah. What did your ad say?
2: Uh, it was just this is my name. This is what I plan on changing it to. If you have any problems, contact this number. It's real simple. It was like What if it like was real random simple. people said, no, no, yeah, no, you're you not changing not your name. Be. I would have been so mad. Be like, Who are you? Get out of here. This is my name.
1: You will not change your name.
2: You will be a Perkins. <laughs> you will be
1: Perkins from here on out. Danny's got hordes of review journal readers being like, no, your name stays.